0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bat Books for Beginners. I'm your host, John, and this week we are reviewing Batman Cataclysm. This was a massive crossover storyline that ran through all the Batman books. It was written by Alan Grant, Chuck Dixon, Doug Monash, Dennis O'Neill, Devin Grayson, Chris Rian, Rick Burchett, Klaus Janssen and Kelly Puckett. And it features art by Mark Buckingham, Scott Daniel, Klaus Janssen, Roger Robinson, Graham Nolan, Jim Ballant, Staz Johnson, Stan Wach, Jim Atpro, Marcus Martin, Alex Malav, Rick Burchess, Eduardo Barreto, and David Taylor. This ran through Shadow of the Bat, 73, Nightwing, 19, Batman, 553, Asriel, 40, Detective Comics, 720. Catwoman 56, Robin 52, Blackgate number 1, Shadow of the Bat 74, Batman Chronicle number 12, Nightwing number 20, Batman 554, Huntress and Spoiler No. 1, Detective 721, Catwoman 57, Arkham Asylum No. 1, and Robin 53. This has been released in trade paperback form, however it does not contain the Huntress Spoiler. Boiler, Storyline, nor Arkham Asylum, although it can be bought very cheaply on eBay and Amazon for between 5 to $10, or alternatively you can pick up a lot of the issues as separate items for a couple of dollars each. So because this runs to 17 issues, I'm not going to give an in-depth description as per usual. Rather, what I'm going to give is a brief overview of each issue. It's going to make it a bit easier, and it's going to keep this edition of Batbox for Beginners under 20 minutes. So, is it any good, or will there be an earthquake as I throw these comics across the room? Let's find out as we dig into Batman Cataclysm. Batman yeah. <laughs> Cataclysm The first three issues, Shadow of the Bat, Nightwing and Batman, really pretty much deal with the earthquake itself, as well as the heroes rescuing various people, including Alfred. And Barbara starts to organise the police force in the absence of her father, whilst Azrael deals with him returning Bane and Bane's escape after the earthquake. Detective Comics tells three stories of Huntress rescuing people from the subway, Renee Montoya rescuing people, and Batman becoming trapped underwater. Whilst in Catwoman, Selina has become trapped in a shopping centre and has to comfort a dying child. Robin 52 has absolutely nothing to do with Cataclysm, except for the last panel where he returns to Gotham. Blackgate tells the story of a man on death row being comforted by a lawyer and a nun. When the earthquake hits, they have to escape the prison whilst avoiding the inmates. Shadow of the Bat 74 tells the story of Tim getting into Gotham from Bloodhaven, Batman rescuing trapped people in the rubble, and the kidnapping of an earthquake specialist by persons unknown. Batman Chronicle tells six stories. In The Contract, we see Batman has hired anyone available to help rescue people. House of Cards tells the story of Raz al Ghul gloating over Gotham's demise. A bird with a hand has a mysterious figure rescuing people in return for favours. Trapped is the tale of a man needing rescue but being missed by Robin. In Love Me Two Times, Two-Face appears to be dead, but after the cops turn out to be corrupt and want to sell his body, Two-Face turns the tables and traps the police. And the final story, Little Orphan Andy tells the tale of a small child called Andy being rescued. Nightwing number 20 is the story of Tim finding his parents and Dick rescuing Alfred and Harold, while the Quake Master claims to be the villain behind the earthquake. Batman 554 is the story of Batman investigating the Quake Master's claims and hunting for the seismologist. Huntress and Spoiler sees the two team up, deal with the escapees from Blackgate Prison, including Stephanie's father, the Clue Master. In Detective Comics 721, Batman, Nightwing and Huntress save some more people whilst Robin solves the mystery of who the Quake Master is and where to find him. Catwoman 57 sees Catwoman take on Poison Ivy, who is trying to rebuild Gotham as a haven for plants. Arkham Asylum, number one, has the inmates of Arkham escaping, naturally, and torturing a guard. Whilst Robin, 53, concludes Cataclysm, with Tim revealing that Quake Master is in fact Scarface and Retriloquist. And they have been trying to extort money from Gotham, who he defeats. So that's just a very brief overview of what happens in the storylines. If you want to know more details, then you can either look at Comic Vine, which gives an in-depth description of what's going on, or I recommend you go out and buy the issues yourself. So, on to the good points. I thought a lot of the artwork was very good, aside, obviously, from Jim Ballant, who's proving, once again, that he can't draw women. I would challenge anyone to stand in the poses that he draws those women in without fracturing your spine. And I felt Gotham felt very wrecked and ruined and destroyed. And it was very interesting and very dynamic and very nice to look at. Artistically, this is probably one of the best comics I've ever seen. Now, on to the bad issues. And the bad issues really very much outweigh the good issues on this. For a start, it's 15 issues too long. It really feels like it's dragging its heels. The first four issues not really very much happens. And we then descend into the final parts with what really feels a very much tacked on villain. And I think that's probably partly down to bad plotting as well. The Quake Master feels like he's been introduced about halfway through because they all sat down and went... Well, who's the villain in this? Do we have an idea who the villain is? Is there going to be a villain or is it going to be 15 issues of them rescuing people? And this really could have been done in two issues and it would have been interesting and different to see. It would have not been a villain story, it would have been them trying to cope with a natural disaster. My other problem was stories such as Blackgate or Arkham Asylum are very much unnecessary. I didn't feel that they added anything to the storylines and they don't. That's their major issue these are side stories they're distractions from the main plot and they could have really done without for example the story black Blackgate tries to make some kind of deep meaningful point for example the nun at the end goes well he might have been lying well he might not have been lying yeah but i don't really care that was my problem i honestly didn't care that he died because it didn't add anything to the story. I didn't feel that there was any kind of great moral out point here that I should really understand and really connect with. In fact, I felt that through the entire series of issues. I just got to the stage of the put where I kind of went, mm, I don't really care anymore. This is starting to get very, very boring. Worst, some of the stories didn't even really appear to have anything to do with Cataclysm. Robin, issue 52, pretty much wraps up his story with Ariana and his journeys in Russia. And it has absolutely nothing to do with Cataclysm, except for the very last panel, which is a great picture of Gotham destroyed from the air. And that looks amazing! But it's nothing really to do with Cataclysm. It's not added to the storyline. You've only shoehorned the fact that it has Cataclysm in there because of the last panel. And it was a really, really bad choice because it's nobody cares. People who wanted to read the Robin storyline would pick up the Robin storyline anyway. There's no point in having the conclusion to it storyline, because new readers, if you're trying to attract them using this system, aren't going to really understand what's going on, and that's a problem. My final two points are pretty much interlinked, and I understand that comics require a suspension of disbelief. There is a requirement for that. Let's face it, we all know that this isn't real. But there's a point where my suspension of disbelief comes back, and it just goes... No, I'm sorry, we can't carry on anymore. This is stupid. And that was my problem, the quake master. This is pushing science to its limits. An earthquake machine. Really? You expect me to believe that? Nobody can create an earthquake machine. It's almost impossible. If science could do it, we'd have probably done it by now. Let's face it. The thing that you have to understand about earthquakes is that they are small points along the earth, where the crusts, the edges of two tectonic plates rub together. And they rub together, and they obviously create an earthquake, the ground shakes, because they're coming up in collision with each other. And that's almost impossible to recreate using technology. And it was at that point I just went, this just, this is silly. This is 1990s comics at its worst. Ultimately, it's silly. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And that's fine. I like silly and stupid and ridiculous issues occasionally. Some of them can be very entertaining when they're done well. But this, I just thought, really? You've created a massive crossover for a really stupid ending. And nobody seemed to question the storyline in it. Nobody seemed to go, hold on a minute, I'm pretty certain that that's impossible. Jim Gordon even turns to another seismologist and goes, what do you think, Mrs. Seismologist? I can't remember the name. And her reply is, well, I'm not too sure, but it seems pretty legit. I'm going, at that point, to be honest, I'd find myself a new seismologist. Because that one's clearly an idiot. And this final point is pretty much linked to that. Is Gotham on a fault line or not? Because it seems to vary on which comic you read. At one point, Bruce Wayne is mocked for installing things, earthquake protection, into his buildings because Gotham's not on a fault line. And yet a couple of issues later, we find out that Gotham is indeed on a fault line, in which case the people who didn't install the earthquake protection are in fact idiots. And I don't know which one I'm supposed to believe, which one I'm supposed to follow. If Gotham isn't on a fault line, then there should be no earthquake protection. There will be no earthquakes. But if Gotham is on a fault line, then I'm pretty certain that the people of Gotham would know that it was on a fault line. And therefore would have to install earthquake protection. It's a legal standard thing. San Francisco, if you're building a new building, you have to install it. In Japan, you have to install it, because they're on fault lines. They know that they're going to get an earthquake. But this just seems to either want to say, Bruce Wayne is a genius, or Bruce Wayne is prepared for everything. And he can't be both. He has to be prepared for one or the other. And it has to make clear what on earth is going on, And why it's happening. And frankly this comic doesn't do that. This comic is a huge letdown. I was really disappointed. I was looking forward to this because. I've read. No Man's Land. And I've finished it. And I've read Aftershock. And I wanted to see what was going on before that. And ultimately. This is just silly. It's stupid. But not in a good way. So. Overall, I'm going to give this 2 out of 5 Batarangs, and it's only getting 2 out of 5 Batarangs, because I think the art, in a lot of places, is particularly brilliant. So, that's my review of Batman Cataclysm. Next issue, we're looking at Batman Aftershocks. So, thanks once again for listening, and now I'm going to hand you back over to Dustin and the Guys.